Today on The Good Word, we're talking about seeing the deeper meaning in a task, a commandment, or a law. A folktale from northeastern India goes something like this. Three brothers, all hoping to find their fortune to support one another, decide to go traveling. One night, the first brother arrived in a village and was asked by an old woman to empty a pond of the stars floating on the surface. He scoffed, saying no one could clear out the stars. They were just a reflection in the water. He left the next morning with nothing to show for his fortune-seeking. The next night, by coincidence or fate, the second brother arrived in the same village and was asked to perform the same task. He gave the same answer as the first brother and left equally empty-handed. The third night, the third brother took the task more seriously. Working all night, he emptied the pond bucket by bucket, leaving no water to reflect the stars. Satisfied with the young man's out-of-the-box thinking and hard work, the old woman gifted the third brother a vast farm, securing a fortune for his family. The stated task was to empty the pond of stars, a job that could seem impossible or maybe meaningless. But the solution was to think beyond the immediate task and see what the overall goal was. God does ask us to obey certain commandments and laws, but He's more concerned about what we get out of our experience of obedience than the exact details of what He has us do. This is made clear in Psalm 51, where David focuses on the heart of the one making the offering, not the offering itself. For thou desirest not sacrifice, else would I give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. The author of the Psalms knew that the burnt offerings and the sacrifices required by the law of Moses were not the end. Rather, they were the means and meant to be symbolic of the sacrifice of the Lamb of God. And it was meant to remind the people of the more personal sacrifice each individual makes in our decision to follow the Messiah. The law of Moses still required all who called themselves the followers of God to make a sacrifice of an animal until the ultimate sacrifice made through Jesus Christ's atonement. But once he had paid the price for mankind and overcome death, he set about ensuring his people understood what was required of them. In 3 Nephi chapter 9 of the Book of Mormon, after signs of the Lord's death and resurrection and many disasters, the people in the ancient Americas hear a voice of comfort and hope. I am the light and the life of the world. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. And ye shall offer up unto me no more the shedding of blood. Yea, your sacrifices and your burnt offerings shall be done away. For I will accept none of your sacrifices and your burnt offerings. And ye shall offer for a sacrifice unto me a broken heart and a contrite spirit. And whoso cometh unto me with a broken heart and a contrite spirit, him will I baptize with fire and with the Holy Ghost. The Lord had been gathering his people for hundreds of years, whether they knew it or not. The coming of Christ and his work on the earth was immensely important, but it wasn't the first time that God was working with his people to complete his work. Though the people of God have worked under various laws and rules throughout time, the point of the commandments and sacrifices are always the same. And where we were once asked to make a symbolic sacrifice of a living animal, we are now asked to sacrifice the animal in us. 
And that's the good word.